Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Amanda Balby, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. Nearly 2.4 million individuals in the United States, that's 1% of the adult population, were living with hepatitis C virus, or HCV, from 2013 through 2016 according to estimates from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. In 2016, the World Health Organization committed to eliminating viral hepatitis as a public health threat by setting goals of reducing mortality by 65% and reducing new infections by 80% by the year 2030, compared with 2015 rates. With us today to talk more about HCV is Dr. Vincent Lowe-Ray, who is an Associate Professor of Medicine of Infectious Diseases and Epidemiology at the University of Pennsylvania, Senior Scholar in the Penn Center for Clinical Epidemiology and Biostatistics, and Co-Director of the Penn Center for AIDS Research Clinical Core. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Lowe-Ray. What knowledge gaps would you say currently exist around HCV screening? If you look at the current hepatitis C cascade of care, you'll see that only approximately 50% of individuals who are chronic hepatitis C infected actually are diagnosed. So that's a huge gap. And I think that There are knowledge gaps amongst patients, and there are knowledge gaps among providers. Many patients are unaware of the risks of transmission for hepatitis C, things like injection or intranasal drug use most prominently. And so when they come to a healthcare provider, they may not necessarily either feel compelled to admit to those prior behaviors, either because of concerns about being stigmatized or that's in their past and they just don't want to dredge up those old uh, sensations or feelings. And so providers who are operating under a risk-based approach to hepatitis C screening may miss those individuals. Alternatively, providers are busy and there are numerous tasks that needed to be completed in a relatively short period of time, you know, assessing issues, making sure laboratory studies may be done, vaccines may be given, that maybe attention to certain risk behaviors may be overlooked from a provider standpoint, and so they may not be tested. I think one of the ways that these gaps may be overcome is in the most recent recommendations from the Centers for Disease Control Prevention for one-time screening for hepatitis C in all individuals aged 18 to 79 years of age. And and it was apparent that in either the the solely risk-based approach that was sort of the traditional approach to hepatitis C screening, or since 2013, an approach that included both risk-based approaches hepatitis C, where you have people who are assessing either, you know, based on prior exposures or 
you know, specific subgroups that are at high risk, for example, people with hemodialysis. In 2013, CDC came out with data that showed that individuals who were born between 1945 and 1965, the baby boomer subgroup, had about a six-fold higher prevalence of hepatitis C. And so there was a push uh, over time from 2013 until just last year that um, the push was going to be, we're going to focus efforts on one-time screening of this birth cohort, those born between 45 and 65. But subsequently, over the past several years, studies that have been done have shown that even with both risk-based and, and baby boomer birth cohort-based screening, we are still, as a field, as a medical community, missing huge numbers of individuals with chronic hepatitis C virus infection, either because many new and younger individuals in the 18 to 35, 40-year demographic where you have much younger groups uh, since 2010 using opioid drugs are acquiring hepatitis C, or just from the standpoint that you know, you have lack of contact with the healthcare system. And so recognizing that we were missing many individuals, the push over the past two years was we need to start considering, you know, one-time screening for all individuals uh, in the 18 to 79-year period. Ultimately, both the CDC, the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force, and I sit on the American Association for the Study of Liver Diseases and Infectious Disease Society of America Hepatitis uh, C Guidance Panel, and all of these groups came together to to really push the effort towards one-time screening for all uh, individuals to enhance that gap in the hepatitis C care cascade from infection to diagnosis. So I, I think all of that has sort of converged and the hope now is that with, with this with this screen with the one time screening, that will at least increase uh diagnosis. Of course, you know, there are issues from the standpoint still um for uh the fact that you know you can have patients who are diagnosed as hepatitis C antibody positive, but you know, many of these patients may not necessarily return for confirmed confirmatory hepatitis C RNA. Uh, testing and that in itself is a challenge that you know at our hospital at the University of Pennsylvania we've instituted sort of reflexive hepatitis C RNA testing for anybody who is antibody positive and so that at least overcomes a limitation of requiring a patient to return after an antibody positive result is identified it's done uh, automatically so I've tried to go over with you sort of issues in awareness, both from the patient and provider side, the challenges in sort of traditional risk-based, newer birth cohort, baby boomer-based, and how hopefully, you know, these kinds of new, this, this new uh, approach uh, of one-time screening uh, will be, uh, will, will hope to overcome this gap in hepatitis C uh, uh, diagnosis. I'll tell you that there have been other interventions uh, that have been instituted, such as um, you know electronic medical record alerts um, that 
you know, our our hospital is also involved in, particularly from the uh, outpatient and inpatient setting, to prompt healthcare providers as a reminder to make sure you are screening for hepatitis C infection during an outpatient visit or during a hospitalization. HCV screening is recommended for all baby boomers, as you mentioned, but recent data suggests that screening rates have been low since 2018. How can healthcare providers implement better screening protocols in their practice? I think, you know, recognizing that, you know, particularly primary care clinicians are often so overwhelmed already with more and more guidelines, having electronic alerts to prompt clinicians to order these tests are often really, really valuable. And I I know some health systems have already incorporated this kind of uh, approach to close that gap in sort of diagnostic testing for hepatitis C uh, by having this sort of protocol-based approach. I think another alternative approach is setting up really solid systems for diagnosis and linkage into care. And at our hospital, we have a hepatitis C diagnosis and linkage team where, you know, each week as patients are coming into the hospital, they are being screened for hepatitis C. We have a specific hepatitis C healthcare provider and a nurse who will facilitate linkage of those individuals in our uh, infectious disease practice to facilitate the review of these patients modifying their risk factors, and getting them treated with new direct-acting antivirals. So I I think that, you know, those kinds of approaches where you have either sort of alerts in the electronic medical records or protocols for hospitalized patients to be tested and then linked into care will help to, you know, augment these screening protocols and get patients linked into, into hepatitis C care. Great. Thank you again for speaking with me today and answering my questions. Well, it was my pleasure, and I hope that some of the information that was, you know, gleaned in this conversation will help other healthcare providers to, you know, treat more patients with hepatitis C and get them through the hepatitis C care continuum so that we can reduce the overall prevalence of hepatitis C and reduce the likelihood of end-stage liver disease and other liver complications.